Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, it is our kink panel. We're going to speak with Mr. International Rubber 2019. I'm sure you're curious, as am I. Uh, What is a rubber fetish exactly? And how do you get these titles? One time we had um, uh, Mr. Leather, Montreal Mr. Leather. Uh, Now we have Mr. International Rubber, so he's even more famous. Um, And we're going to talk about, like, what to buy, what not to buy, especially if you're thinking of buying a Christmas, kinky Christmas gift for your partner. Is there a hot item this year? And just a forewarn, like if you're going to go do this, make sure they don't open it in front of, you know, the kids and the whole family. That might be a problem. But before we get to that... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. You know, you can always send me your emails as well to laurie at drlaurie.com. So this is an email. I am a 45-year-old guy, have been with my wife for 10 years. She's older uh, than me by 10 years. We have a wonderful love life with a lot of sex on a daily basis. Uh, we have very kinky sex several times a day. One would think this is a wonderful relationship and has been so far. We do openly discuss sex and tell each other of our likes, dislikes, and sexual fantasies. Recently, she expressed to me that she would like me to watch her having intercourse and oral with another man. Honestly, I couldn't stand watching her and a man making love with her. My question is, am I being jealous or should I try and fulfill her fantasy? I really don't know what to do. So if you're uncomfortable, in my books anyway, if you're really uncomfortable with a situation and you already know that even if you fantasize about it, that makes you uncomfortable, it's certainly going to make you uncomfortable in real life. So sometimes, you know, our partners could have fantasies that they want to explore that make the other partner feel completely uncomfortable. So it's you have to both be on the same page for it to work out. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to get the image out of your head. And what is that going to do to you? And is she going to like the fact that this is causing uh, this n- negative feeling inside of you? So I think the whole goal and purpose of uh, acting out a fantasy is so both people can get aroused and both people can be excited. You're not going to be aroused if you're going to feel jealous or... And there's nothing wrong with feeling jealous in this circumstance. Like, it's okay. Like, you can own that. That there's not a... That's a normal kind of jealousy. So you guys really have to talk this through, but... I say, if you're at the point where you say, I cannot stand, I would not be able to stand watching her with another man, then I say, uh, don't go there. Don't do it because it can open up a whole can of worms and it can cause problems in your relationship. And then you can't put it back in the bag. You know, once you take it out, you can't put it back in. So be, uh, you have to tread really carefully uh, with that one. 514-800, if you have uh, a question for me, please send it along. Uh, Where is my G-spot and how can I find it? Uh, Good question. So generally, we don't even call it the G-spot anymore. Like things have changed with research and what have you. We talk about that area. It was named the G-spot by a guy, doctor by the name of Grafenberg. 
um, what they found was that there's a, a specific area on the uh, external wall of the vagina, the outer wall about two inches in, that is full of nerve nerve endings. But now we think it's part of the whole clitoral structure, internal structure. So there's different camps on this, but nonetheless. So if you uh, want to find it, you or at least stimulate that area, you would use your index finger and then you would do a come here motion with your finger. And that's how you would access that spot. So uh, that's uh, pretty simple. Another texter writes in uh, for the person and the fantasies. Wow, major alarms. Fantasy one thing, reality another. As a guy who was the trigger of a divorce because I was third in a threesome. Love her, don't go there. So there's a warning from someone who's actually been there and saw a disaster, uh, you know, something bad happened to that. And they, that couple, I remember he wrote, he wrote about that once, we talked about it, fell apart due to not being able to handle, uh, the, you know, and, and the feelings that come with it and, and what have you. As I get older, I feel that sometimes my orgasm is like a sneeze, too fast. Is there anything I can do about it? So this is uh, from a guy. So, you know, our bodies are aging. Sometimes we just have to accept our aging bodies. And you say sometimes, so that's good. It's only sometimes. It's not all the time. Uh, You might want to try ED drugs, erectile dysfunction drugs, there have been studies that show that Viagra not not only helps with erections, but also helps to prolong uh, the ejaculation. So that's something that you um, might be do, could do. Uh, also, uh, pelvic floor exercises for yourself or men is also something that uh, might help. Breathing techniques, so breathing throughout, uh, can also uh, can also help you with that. So, if um, Maybe I should talk a little bit about pelvic floor exercises for men because I do have another uh, question from a guy who says, I want to know if the pelvic floor is part of making the sperm come out by the ejaculation. So ejaculation, you know, comes through the penis and it, it can help with the the force of the ejaculation to have, um, you know, to be able to, uh, to have better orgasms, for example. So doing these pelvic floor exercises and they help with overcoming erectile dysfunction as well. They increase awareness of sexual sensations. They enhance enjoyment. They are helpful for people with premature ejaculation. So, and they're recommended certainly for people, for men following uh, prostate um, surgery or for men who experience um, like a dribbling after urination. So, because this also helps to uh, help with the bladder, right? So, uh, how to do the pelvic floors? Um, I'll give you a little uh, rundown in terms of the pelvic floor exercises for men because you have to identify first the appropriate muscles and those muscles are around the anus and the urethra. So you start by laying comfortably on your back, your side, your knees bent uh, with the muscles of your thighs, bottom and stomach relaxed, completely relaxed. Then you tighten the ring of muscle around your anus by imagining you are stopping a bowel uh, motion without squeezing your butt. Okay, so you, you don't want to squeeze 
but you pretend as if you're stopping it. For women, we tell them to uh, stop the flow of urine, for example. So same thing. Uh, and there is a difference between uh, the, the sphincter muscle and the buttock muscles, okay? So when you squeeze your, your butt, it's not your, not your sphincter that I'm talking about, but your, your actual butt. So, uh, so you do that. You tighten the muscles uh, around the urethra as well while imagining you are stopping the flow of urine midstream. You relax and you let go. So you do this for both, both those. You relax, you let go. You relax, you let go, and you keep doing this. So... Um, this is part of, and you'll be able to see it because your scrotum will lift. Like if you want to actually look, your, your penis will move. Um, and so these are important exercises, not just for women, but also uh, for men. And there are actually pelvic floor physiotherapists that can help men and women as well. Uh, coming up, we're going to switch gears totally and go with uh, kinky sex and talk about different uh, kinks. We'll talk about the, a rubber fetish. Mr. International Rubber 2019 is in studio, plus a question that we got that I wanted this gang to answer about golden showers and scat. That's all coming up. safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CJAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. One of my favorite nights of the month, it's our kink panel. So excited to have uh, these guys here in studio. Our, our regulars, Pierre and Catherine of BDSMCircle.com. Gary Major, who's a longtime kickster into body modification, and he's um, works at Mr. Bear, which is a fetish store in the village. And tonight, um, special appearance by Guillaume Dupuy, who is Mr. International Rubber, 2019. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Mr. International Rubber Contest is a contest that is held in Chicago every year. Okay. And uh, it's actually different uh, different people representing their countries or their city around the world. I was, we were 11 in my year, and uh, I was against eight different countries. Uh, okay. So like the U.S., France, Spain, Italy, and many other places. Japan was there too, Mexico. Okay. And so we have different tasks to do. We have an interview uh, with the judges. And um, then you have a whole finale with different kind of challenge, different kind of contest, but you do. Like and, what? <laughs> exactly. Um, well, for example, you have to present a fantasy scene. So it's a uh, it's a scene that you, you create and the goal is to represent whatever fetish you have on stage. And you have like 90 seconds. So it's a very short period of time. Uh, you have a mystery bag contest. So you have like, we call that a, a demo bottom. So it's, there's someone that is in the middle of the stage and you have to use... Him. Their body, their yeah, their body, whatever, <laughs> with like bags that you, you that they give you, and it's usually things from like the dollar store and everything. You have to be creative. Oh, okay. And so there, there's, there's a always side. at least one food item. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's very fun. It's Gary, missing. have you been there? To, have I, you I've seen actually competed it? in my You have yeah. competed? <laughs> yeah, I was second runner up the year that I ran. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. And All actually, right. Gary was was my mentor during my whole year. No so. way. So I was Look his, I was Mr. his guest Two Rubbers this year. Here. Yeah, I was his guest this year. So. Oh, that's so cool. I, I thought it was uh, Mr. Rubber, like condom rubber, but no, not, <laughs> not, not that. So what is it? What's the rubber? Like, why rubber? Why not leather? Why not? 
Is there? Well, when I when I began to get myself to do the fetish scene, which was about like seven years ago, I was more into the leather scene, but I was not feeling at my place because the leather scene is a bit more formal. It's very strict and you have to, you know, be in certain kind of aesthetic or something like that. And rubber is really more fluid, is really more creative. So that was really more attractive to me. And plus, when I start, when I used my first pieces of rubber, I realized how fun it was to wear it and how beautiful it is, how it makes your body very tight and how shiny and beautiful. So I was like, that's for me. Isn't it so. hot and sweaty? And That's and the point. You, that, yeah. Oh, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> but you get used Duh. to it. <laughs> you yeah. see why I need you here, guys? Okay, so the point, the whole fetish part of it is to get hot and sweaty in this. It's also a restrictive item as well, too. So it's like the feeling of of having a second skin on. Um, It also can be very revealing, which also is, you know, quite exciting. It can also be very restrictive if it's a very tight piece and your entire body is covered by it. It's it's a pretty fun thing to wear. Everyone should wear rubber at least once. Yeah. Oh, you'd look really Oh, yeah. You would look gorgeous. (laughs) Gorgeous. All right, all right. Stop. (laughs) Just stop. Uh, This Actually, this texture has to do with rubber. My question for the panel is, I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars for elaborate rubber costumes from Europe. Problem being, they disintegrate on their own. I use talc, but to no avail. So how do you keep it? Is that a problem, the disintegration of the material? I mean, you can see that with like, like with cheap product that you use to take care of it. If you're not using the proper product to either wash it or to to store it, it may happen because you know usually latex is is a natural product. It comes from a tree, so right. you need to find a good product to take care of it. So, well, how do you how do you store your rubber suits well there, there is lots of different ways talc is one of the the methods that you can store it but if you're not talking the entire thing and pieces of the rubber are sticking together when you're storing it then that will adhere together and then when you pull it apart it's going to rip right um there in the in all honesty like baby powder or talc if you're long-term storage you just basically like wash it dry it fully and then baby powder it up really really well fold it up and put it in a plastic bag and it'll last for pretty much ever as long as huh. you've powdered it properly but for temporary, you don't really have to store it. You just wash it with a proper product and you can hang it in your closet. As long as it's not touching other pieces of rubber, it will be fine. Um, it's really all dependent on the rubber as well, too. Thin rubbers that are made by cheap companies that don't know what they're doing, you know, you're getting yeah, what you pay for. And there's lubricants the- that you put on it, too. There, mm-hmm. And there's some that are like you must never use, like a baby oil that'll like melt it. Yeah. Right. 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 For instance, but it's like latex condoms, but there's, yeah. right? Yes. It's the same yeah. thing. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. But there are um, products that are made for. The rubber fetish, I can't think of the name. I'm sure you can tell me. Like Vivishine. Yeah, exactly. That are made to put on it and it mm. and it makes them nice and uh, shiny and slippery. And, and that preserves also, it. And preserves yes, it. and that also, if you've used that on it and, and will help too. For I storage. imagine if you're spending hundreds of dollars on these outfits, because they, can't, they can't be cheap. The, no. These are very expensive. Well, you it's can expensive buy fetish. really cheap rubber. But it's cheap yeah. and it doesn't last and it's, it's like, not it's as like, comfortable. It's like cheap leather. Like you can get cheap leather from, you know, on the internet right now. You go in and get a, you know, a $25 pair of leather pants. Mm. They're going to be like the hardest pair of pants you've ever worn in your life. Mm. And you'll probably never wear them more than once because they'll and be so horribly thin uncomfortable. And be awful. Yeah. So, yeah, it's any like any fetishist. You can find, you know, you can go on Wish right now and buy, a, you know, a starter 
kit for $5 and you're going to get a starter <laughs> kit for $5. It's yeah. not going to be very good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, rubber, uh, I mean, you can spend thousands of dollars on an outfit from in rubber because the the intricacy and the work that goes into it is is pretty amazing. And are there, you got, at Mr. Bear, don't you make uh, rubber Rubber, no, we don't. You we don't, don't do rubber. No, we used to carry Polymorph, which is a local company, uh, but now they have an exclusive right with another store, so we're no longer okay. carrying so them. What's the stuff that's made? That we do neoprene. Oh, neoprene. That's yeah, what which I was is thinking. basically a rubberized. Does that look like it? it well, okay. it has a similar similar feel. It is still in the family like of rubber. Yeah, it's the same material that wetsuits are made out of. Right. Um, and it has this. It is in the similar similar family of rubber. Um, but it it it's a little easier. It's more of a material rubber yeah. than it so is. So it's like PVC and vinyl and yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So exp- just explain to me. Give me a rundown of somebody is interested in in rubber and wants to join the community or whatever like what what would they expect like i walk into a party a rubber party well what and and what what would i find well go ahead well (laughs) (laughs) i've been i've been too many in the last year with my title year um oh yeah you've had to like do the rounds i I well yeah i did i did over 200,000 kilometers in 10 months oh my goodness yes i've been to many many places and um i didn't realize it was like so popular oh yeah i was i was i was in i was in australia i was in brazil i was in i was all over europe in poland amsterdam uk yeah, it was all this with fun. the international rubber mm-hmm. title. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Who knew? Mm-hmm. So usually, what I found in 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 rubber parties is like people, like I said at the beginning, like the difference between the rubber people and the leather people. People are in rubber are more open. Like you're gonna see more people who are there, who are gender fluid, who are gonna wear heels, are gonna have like different kind of aesthetic, and people in general are way more open and way more creative with their outfits. Why? Why would that be? Because when you when you think about it, rubber is a, is a material. It's a, it's something that you can use in so many ways. Instead of leather, you have like only certain cuts. It's not stretchy at all. So right. like you have only have a certain pattern that you can do with rubber. It's like it's endless. You can okay. do so many things. Okay. So it it gets people to get it puts people to get very very creative okay. with their outfits and yeah. Yeah, especially with colors. I mean, you can mm-hmm. any color you can think of. It's made in rubber. So, but give me now the sexual component. Like, okay, so I get it. Rubber's cool. Uh, you get to wear cool outfits. Okay, uh, where is when does it become the fetish part? It's all it's it's all in the sensation that it gives to your skin because it's like Gary said. It it makes in it look it feels like you have a second skin. So your skin gets gets very very sensitive. So I'm someone who's very tactile. I love to touch people. I love to touch the skin and everything. So when someone touched me, when I'm wearing rubber, it makes my skin very ticklish and very mm-hmm. fun. So it's very very stimulating at some point. Plus the heat, the sweat, the pheromones and everything. So it's that's what gets very interesting for so me. Is, at some point, do you take it off? Like, like well, I personally do because do you I put get holes in it. Like, what do you do? Well, yeah, well, I, I mean, get very there's sweaty, zippers. But, yeah, there's yeah, zippers. Okay, there's zippers. Okay, strategically paced zippers. Yeah. Okay, strategic zippers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's uh, very interesting. Uh, coming up, I do want to talk since I have you all here. Uh, there was somebody who who wrote in. Uh, like is exploring. He, I'll just read you the the text. Uh, he's a gay male, recently out uh, and proud, but still exploring this new world. I have found it a good idea to discuss people's sexual desires as well as their <coughs> fetishes. 
One guy mentioned he liked water sports. The naive in me thought he meant water skiing, <laughs> not <laughs> he meant. <laughs> you see, like some people are newbies to mm-hmm. this stuff, it's right? Awesome. You have to understand that there's of course. most it's of us don't really know cute. these yeah, things, yeah, it's right? It's just so adorable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he meant golden showers and scat. When I sought mm-hmm. further detail, I was uncomfortable dating again as we also debated the hazards of ingesting said body excretions, to which he told me, I was ill-informed. Yuck. So it's not about ingesting anything in, it in can this be, fetish. depending on the it can fetish. Be. Of course it can yeah. be. For it's some extreme. people. It's, an ex- yeah. it can it's, be, yeah, sorry, it's very fringe. <laughs> it's very fringe. Even in the kink community, this is yes. fringe yeah. stuff. I knew, Scott, I, knew, yeah. I knew a gentleman who was hanging out in a bar in the not too far from here, and um, every morning he was putting some... Poop, poop in his in his beard oh. so he could smell that all day oh. but then you know so it was his thing so he liked the smell on everything but then again there's people around him and he's like out in the public and he's like it's okay, there that's disgusting well okay well it is and, and horribly unsanitary and also oh, it's, yeah. it's also dangerous. Act, it's 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 dangerous and it's dangerous to the people around you because you're putting them at risk of whatever that's right could possibly it's be. bacteria it, yeah, it's, that's mm-hmm. not it's a biohazard non-consensual kink at that point. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So he's expressing his kink out in public, but yeah. and he's affecting others and that's not cool. Yeah. Absolutely not. Especially in especially in that type of fetish, you know? It's not like it's not I it, it's it's different than someone having carrying someone else in, in the leash in the street or something. Like right. You can yeah. put people in danger there with the other bacteria and stuff. So that's right. And, and so just as a as a warning, like it's not a. I don't think it's a very common fetish. Is it's so scat is the play is play with poop basically. Um, there is like there are some videos I know like mm-hmm. porn videos. There's well, the joke a, is that it's very big in Germany, but whether that's is it? Oh, you were just there. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I did not experience it at all. Okay. But the 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 big joke and it's it's been you know on the internet and it's been in movies that the big joke it's very big in Germany. But I don't think that that's completely true. But it's probably very more common in European countries because they are more expressive in their yeah. desires and in their okay. Uh, it like sounds had, very extreme. But it is also extreme. It's like but that's that's the thing when it's like your porn when your your porn searches your porn sisters at eighteen are not your porn searches at thirty eight. <laughs> uh, talking with our uh, our uh, kink panel tonight, Gary, Pierre, Catherine, and Guillaume, Mr. International Rubber 2019. Uh, coming up, I do want to talk about how to negotiate. Like this guy who wrote in, you know, f- talking about your kink. How do you start expressing that? When do you start expressing that in a dating situation? I think might be a good uh, a good topic. And then we can talk about uh, Christmas gifts, kinky. Christmas gifts, if you will. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. So I got an email from a gentleman who's just recently started exploring his uh, homosexuality, but meeting people where they have fetishes, but he's gotten into the habit of asking people about their fetishes. I guess even going on the assumption that maybe they have one, I don't Mm. know. But how do you even uh, begin to 
to broach that subject? Like maybe we can get give tips for people because some people discovered later on in life that they like a certain something, even if they've been with the same person for a long time. They're like, oh, now how do I bring that up? You know, how do I? Or during dating in the in the dating, what if you're dating just on a regular site and should you put it in your profile? Like, or well, at which point do you talk about it? There are sites for specific kinks and there's kink sites where you you say what you you want sexually or what your your leanings are Mm -hmm. so you can find like-minded people and then you try and match up all the vanilla with it that's that's what it is if if you're going to do it the other way and try and find a vanilla person who's got your kinks you're a lot less likely to find somebody who has your kinks i remember i had a client once who uh, was had a vanilla partner, a partner that they didn't have kinky sex, but he kept trying to push the envelope. It, it broke up their relationship, and he wasn't sure how to go about it. And exactly what I told him is go on a site, meet somebody who has who matches you on the kink because I asked him, evaluate for yourself how important this kink is for you. If it's a salient part of your identity where you it's something you absolutely need in a long-term relationship with someone then you are best off to go find somebody who already identifies with that that same kink and i think that's like exactly what you just said i think that's the the like if you're going to uh be dating someone and you want their kink is the most important one of the most important things in their either dating or sexual life then it will be one of the things they will tell you from the get-go um, if I can't date somebody because they're not into X, Y, and Z, I'm going to tell that person right from the, why, why waste any time? Like, there's just right. no point in like, oh, I'm going to go on a few dates and then maybe I'll bring it up. You know, you don't want to fall in love with someone and then find out that they're not into what you're into. Um, right. Pierre? I, I have met, uh, we, we have met a few people that actually went into the regular dating site to try to find a partner. And their reason was they want to find somebody who's inexperienced so they can teach them. And I'm kind of, mm. yeah, I'm ambivalent about this because yeah. for me, it's like kink is about uh, sharing. It's about, you know, uh, both people agreeing on the same thing. So if you do something like this, I don't know. That might be a kink in and of itself, trying I, to I teach somebody, that, you know, yeah. trying to be able to, to teach. My kink panel tonight, Pierre and Catherine of BDSMcircle.com, they are a couple and a long, long standing like how many years kink, kinky 30 years so far of your life I don't well, know, I've always been you've always been so uh, and you're in your <laughs> but together middle aged 19 years like today. To and say, toge- oh yes happy years. anniversary together 19 years yes, uh, yes. and I like to say middle aged but I want to live to be very very old right <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, Gary Major who is uh, also a kinkster into body modification, tattooed from head to toe, literally. Uh, you can <laughs> find him anytime at uh, Mr. Bear. It's a, a fetish a boutique in the village. Um, and you're, you're, how old are you? Uh, 48 in two months. You're for, I always think you're like 22. I don't mm. know why. You look so well, young. 48? He does. He does. Yeah. Holy cow. Anyway, so you've been around the block. and uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, and tonight we have Guillaume Dupuis, who is uh, Mr. International Rubber 2019. So I guess it doesn't matter the age category for Mr. Rubber. How old are you, Guillaume? 27. 27. And you were how old when you uh, when I was you were just after 40 place? when I ran. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You, don't, you don't have to be oh, so no. young. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. No. Hmm. 
Uh, so what if, so, okay, so let's say you're dating. Okay, well, I guess in your community, that's the thing that comes up first, right? The, the, kind of. Well, in my, in my um, yeah, well, in my, in my experience within the last few years, since I've been working in the fetish industry for like seven years within the community, like everybody knows I'm into that. Right. So like on my profile, everything I have gear, I have stuff, but like people are like, Oh, do you want me, do you want me to show me, show me some techniques, some things? I'm like, I can show you, but then again, like we said, I'm not personally a teacher. I want to play you with don't someone. Wanna, yeah, you want to play like, with someone who already knows. Exactly. Well, who has yeah. at least at least like the curiosity or the knowledge that like, you know, can take a slap or two or something. <laughs> you know, it's very different being with, we'll call it like a newbie, mm-hmm. than trying to convert somebody. Okay, tell I, me. I, it's, it's. I personally would never ever want to convert people and I think most people are like that. They're not they're not trying to get a straight person and get them all kinky. It's it's a lot more fun, a lot more rewarding to find someone who's who's got the interest, got the curiosity and help them explore. That's right. different than that's like mentoring in a yeah, way. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like having someone who's inexperienced is different. And then you know, I I personally don't think it's very fun to be with someone who doesn't want to do it. I mean, half the fun is is the enthusiasm that you know, know that this is their thing. I, I mean, if if I meet someone that never had any experience or something, but he, the curiosity is there, and maybe he just never had the chance to experience with someone who has the experience, I'm happy to, like to to bring it because. I consider myself as someone who has a lot of knowledge and techniques. So, mm-hmm. like, if I get into sure. impact play and those kind of things, well, it to me, it's it's important that they have a good first experience. So I make sure that they know what's going on. I always explain to them what I will do and what is about like trust and confidence between the hmm. partners and stuff. So to me, this is really really important. I wish everybody was like that. Like, wouldn't it be nice if everyone was able to introduce people to the people lifestyle are. like that? The, yeah. The, actually, in the, the the lifestyle community, there's a lot of people who are ready to introduce new people if you go to a munch and you say to somebody that you want to learn something you're going to find many people who are going to be very happy to share their experience mm-hmm. right so there's an enthusiasm about sharing that finding people oh, absolutely. like-minded it's, it's like any hobby though as well too like right you, that's if true. you find if you if you find a hobby that you love you want to tell the world and if you find people that are into it as well you want to get it's them like, wow, into you it too? you yeah. too yeah yeah <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're right. Especially something that not everybody is into, right? Mm-hmm. Not it's yeah. not a hobby that everybody does, but just a, and a especially very if you're community. if you're one of those people that can that can hone a certain technique and do something very very well. Like Guillaume is very good at doing single tail, and well, that what's is that? single oh, tail whip, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the huge you know, whip that clacks. Uh, think of think of Indiana Jones. Cat yeah. Woman. Oh yes, that big yeah, whip. Or Cat there? Yeah. Okay. He's very very good at that. But that's a very. What do you specific... mean good at that? Like like good at he using knows how it? To, yeah, he knows okay. how to use it and use it very very well. Um, and that takes a lot of practice. And so that's <laughs> Thank something. You, Gary. That's something. That's something that when you get that good, you want to show it off. You want to. You want people to see how good you are at that. Yeah. And that is something that is very important to be able to show off. And it's something that I get to realize while going to different kind of dungeon or events within Montreal is the people that knows how I play. And every time I put someone on a cross or something, I always have a crowd behind me. Watching it, you watching perform. Me, it's yeah, what, performance, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. watch me perform and everything and do my thing. But then again, I'm like, to me, it's having a very personal moment with my partner. And then I have a crowd behind <laughs> me that's just like, oh my God, what's going to do next? You know? But yeah, then that again, doesn't sound too personal. 
versatile at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But then again, I bring performances in other in other places. Like I produce a fetish shows in Montreal, like mm. like few times a year. That are called Lust and Shine at Cabaret Mado. Lust and Shine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when's uh, the next one? Just so we can uh, plug it's gonna that. be in May. Oh, it's okay. going to be in May. I'm not sure of the date yet because uh, it may be part of the anniversary. Make of sure the you let us let us know because gladly, you, of course, you'll come yeah, yeah. on to our King Gary, panel. Gary is always in my show. I'm okay. always there. Are yes, you? it's true. He does usually. He does a uh, needle placings in my show. I have very Gary, serious. Gary, why don't you share these things with with us? <laughs> How come us? you never like plugged you... my show? <laughs> You're Tell me. That's right. That's true. What true. are you hiding from us, Gary? <laughs> yeah. So in my show, I try to I try to put on stage different kind of fetish and also to explain to them. Like, to the public what's going on on stage and like why do people do this and stuff so sometimes oh, I have so water sports food finish okay. yeah. fisting scenes and like oh my. we have needle play impact play all kind of stuff it's very very fun yeah and it's usually broken up into three different sections as well the first part is more of like a sexy performance section the middle part is fetish but not uh, not practical fetish so like if it's going to be like a quote unquote fisting scene it's not actually fisting it's like play oh. fisting yeah. and what does the, that mean the, what does that mean for people who well, like, there's like the illusion lo- the illusion of it it's just faked it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. actually like like this one there was this a, is a, actually sticking a fist in somebody's butt is actual fisting okay the illusion of it is pretending you're doing that yeah for like, <laughs> like, like, like we had a rubber short you know like you shove just shoved your hand in it oh my god okay the illusion <laughs> we'll have to get uh, some clips of that right some video clips uh, coming up uh, kinky gifts we're going to uh, get our panel's take on what are some good kinky gifts that you can give your loved one for uh, Christmas, for the holidays, possibly. With Dr. Lori Batuta on CJAD 800. Do you want to give your partner a kinky gift for the holidays? Well, our kink panel might be able to help you out. We have Pierre and Catherine of BDSM Circle. We have Gary Major and Guillaume Dupuy, who is uh, Mr. International Rubber 2019. Just a couple, some textures are actually uh, making suggestions too. Uh, edible panties. Does this exist? Ew. Yeah, that's for us. Vanilla. Just be Hold thrilled. on a second. Just saying, <laughs> for us vanilla people, that's as kinky as it gets. Okay, oh, for some oh people, that's God. as kinky as it gets. But edible panties, I think they still exist. And oh, another uh, suggestion was one or two sex on command gift cards. Yeah, sure, that works. Another one. Uh, my suggestion for a kinky gift uh, is a hood. Any dom will tell you you can get an erection on a corpse with a hood um, <laughs> what does that what? mean exactly <laughs> this isn't kind of a gimp thing or like, yeah know, who knows what, what like you coverage face and... yeah which is it, it all the, it, i mean it depends on the, the person's kink more than anything else it's like saying i i buy the person a flogger and they'll get the get the erect it's it's whatever that person's right. kink in, so. right yeah. exactly well i would like to say something for all of the people out there who think that by giving a christmas gift is a great way to introduce your kink Nope. Okay. <laughs> Don't do it. So Don't do that's it. Right. not the thing. If you're given a gift for yourself at Christmas, yeah. it better be something that you think 
they are going to like. Don't. It, it's really nice if, if she loves tall boots and you're buying her tall boots. But if it's your kink, she's not going to be impressed. You might as well buy her a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> That's a good point. Right? And so you, you want to make something that you think she's going to find sexy. It might be that you're finally buying an outfit for yourself that you were shy about that she likes. Mm. But you make sure. And the other thing is, don't give it to her at the family opening where everybody's right. opening the <laughs> gifts, as Dr. Lori said. This is not the, the time. That's you know, right. And it could be even, you know what, if you're really stuck, get a gift certificate. Yeah. And what you do is you go and you go to the store and you give it to her in the parking lot, the gift certificate, and you go in and buy something. Together. Right. Together. So that's, what are the big sellers at Mr. Bear, for example, for the holidays? What are people buying? Well, I mean, our puppy gear is always, always, always popular. Um, we've introduced a kitty line as well that's becoming very, very popular as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much, like, there really isn't, like, a one thing that's, like, the new thing for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of, like, a lot of people are getting their first piece. A lot of people are getting their 500th piece. Um, but it's it's really all, all depend. I mean, we do different styles and things like that. And some people will come for the new color or the new mm-hmm. cut of something but as far as fetish there isn't a lot of like groundbreaking like Mm. this is the piece that everyone should have it's really all dependent on your fetish and it's all dependent on your kink um yeah so really you've got to know what your partner's into i think that's Mm -hmm. very good advice Catherine. like you and if i just relate it back to vanilla people uh it's like your husband buying you lingerie that he wants to see you in it's a gift for him it's not a gift for me necessarily because i may not like that's not what i want to see myself in Mm -hmm. necessarily right so i think it's uh, you got to kind of think in that uh, in that way so if somebody was just starting in 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 with kink or let's say with bdsm what would be a good first gift pierre and cough uh or uh um no, you, you mean he means like shackles, shackles not like the you. metal handcuffs. That's that's like a French English thing. Well, thing. actually, no, no, but handcuff could be good because Why, it's there's popular. furry handcuffs. There's, there's yeah, a... okay, that's true. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the furry one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You're better off to buy quality. Yes. Uh, yeah. Then they cheap don't last. Crap. That's mm-hmm. you're more likely to hurt yourself yeah. with cheap crap. Yeah, right? you have to be careful. So yeah. you want to get some, just a nice little leather set of, of cuffs, for instance, if, if you're, or, and, and shackles, for instance, if you're starting in bondage. Yeah. Uh, a nice say, little leather flogger. That's like yeah. it'd be a blindfold. A yeah, blindfold, yes. Because, you know, I do, with, with people that I, like I said earlier, people that I begin impact play with, Some sometimes it's better for me to put a blindfold on them so they don't see the object because, like, sometimes the object scares them more than the actual action. It would be scary to see, like, that mm-hmm. that big whip or something. Oh, yeah, it that might be scary. scary. <laughs> I love it for that. <laughs> it's very nice. So, okay, start I'll, off with a blindfold. And, I, and you would be surprised, rope, but good rope. Because rope play is is quite popular, but mm-hmm. people don't know what type of rope to Get use. Nice Just make sure your partner is into that, because no, it no, could no, also yes. be very scary to like, oh, you you got me rope. What do you want to do to me? You That's know, exactly it's like it. you have to be yeah. really. But I think I think in all honesty, like besides gift certificates, which I think are amazing, gift cards you can get a gift card online at any any time right now and give them the gift card and they can do whatever they want. But also just go shopping with your partner. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know what to buy them, but you think they are into kinky stuff. Take them to a kink store. 
and have them try on some stuff and see what they yeah. like and then buy the gift right there. Right. They don't, it doesn't always have to be a surprise Just when that you're can buying be very gift. exciting. For yeah, sure. absolutely. It's a yes. great day. And you know what? You can shop online with your partner now because there's some people, especially if they're starting, they're, they're, they're embarrassed. They don't yeah, want to say, oh, a butt plug when they're at the store. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, they, they just, it's beyond what they could do. It's, it's more of a private thing for them. It's more, it's almost like traumatizes them to go out. So that's when you know what? You can go and look at stuff online. Mm-hmm. That's a big advantage these days. Yeah, there's so much you can choose from. Yeah, somebody says bungee cord. Bungee cords, no, you don't want to no, use no, bungee no, cords. Never. never, right? Okay. No bungee cords unless you're, unless you're tying something to the car. <laughs> unless you're bungee jumping. <laughs> unless you're jumping. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to use those bungee cords. Uh, no. Uh, just a couple, another text wrote, adultfriendfinder.com is a site you can find a, qu- a kink equivalent. So it's... Uh, apparently, Adult really? Friend Finder also has that. Yeah, well, maybe. there is a, a kink section, section of it. I guess oh, yes, but there yeah. are actually specific websites made for yeah. kinky. Yeah, like well, FetLife. FetLife. FetLife would be a, a really right. good one for for the the pan the community. Or, me or, or Recon is really really good in the gay community. Recon. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they, which one did you say? Uh, uh, like uh, alt.com or callerme.com or okay, or you know BDSM.com has a section too. BDSMcircle.com. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> get your get your own website right. See, Catherine. I just don't flog it enough. That's it. You don't flog it or plug it. <laughs> well, you know, you can never get too much. I right? just I have to share our passion poet. I don't know if you know this, but every night I have a one of our listeners sends me little tiny little poems about the topic so we call him the passion poet i love kinky sex my girlfriend loves it too never anything too painful never any black and blue we ventured into golden we call it wet and wild it may not be for everyone most like sex hot but mild talk about your fantasies buy something to enhance the joys only difference as an adult is the price of your toys <laughs> very good very nice Bravo. it's kind of cute no yeah it's very cute <laughs> catchy catchy uh, yeah, so you can. Uh, so again, if people, if people are interested, Mr. Bear is one of these fetish boutiques. Absolutely, and there's there's quite a few well. in, uh, like uh, on the strip on the strip as well too. So it's not just so in our the village. Store, but, yeah, like you, in, you, you village. can you can explore. There's lots lots to choose from everywhere. So, although your store's quite beautiful, okay. I have to say it's, we uh, do our best. It is a beautiful store, and they have different kinds of stuff. It's not oh just, absolutely. We're, uh, ju- we're we're fashion as well as it's fetish. a fashion. So, yeah, yeah, we got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. All right, so I think we have. I think we're, we're pretty covered with uh, with some ideas. Are there any other gift ideas? As the people listening here who are kind of trying to think about this, anything we missed that the things recommendations that you it would depends give on their kink, and it could be just to, you know what, that they can do what they want in bed for a. You for, know, whereas you're going you give to them be more permission. accommodating. Okay, then so you like, might. Huh? Uh, Kind of like be. the gift card that says anything you want me anything you want done to you, I will do. Yep. And they'll, you know, it might free free up your partner a little bit. Okay, I like that actually. That's an option. Great. Uh, so just uh, Guillaume uh, Guillaume Dupuis is Mister International Rubber twenty nineteen. 
You can see his picture in the village, uh, <laughs> apparently all lit up, uh, right? Uh, Gary, yeah. what's going on in the village? Well, I, they've, they've set up, I, I, they set up uh, like for Christmas this year, they've decided to do uh, like light box well, it's fall pictures. Winter. Oh, it's all winter, sorry. All winter, yeah. uh, they've set up light box uh, portraits along with, with also some catchy sayings and phrases to kind of bring more attention to the village and brighten it up. And, and Guillaume happens to be so one of the So local, faces. kind of local celebrities from the village. You, yes, yes, kind of. from the village. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what's the saying with your picture? Picture. Well, actually, there's like the 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 it's not like one saying by pictures. There is like some because there's like two lines of lights. There's one light. The the bottom line is pictures, and the top line is like writings. But it's not. It's they're not matched together. Oh. But so you'll but different. but that but they'll be able to know who you are because they'll see you in a rubber suit. Yeah, yeah well, I, I have a rubber polo on, and the, well, the, you can you can spot the color orange with the okay. orange color, and it's mine. So there you go. If you want to see a uh, Guillaume, Mister International Rubber, you can uh, walk along St. Catherine's. He, you will see him. I'm surprised you're not there, Gary, with with well, your tats that, and everything. I'm not Come that on. famous in You've got to be that. You're famous now. <laughs> been on, you've been on the show for a whole year. A whole year. Okay. Yay. Congratulations. So, you you know, I'd say you're a pretty famous uh, <laughs> kingster. Uh, and, of course, uh, Pierre and Catherine can be found at BDSMcircle.com, which is uh, an amazing uh, site that has a thousand pages, I think, by now, well, maybe more, more than a thousand pages of right. information yes. about BDSM. So uh, go visit there if you want anything. And then uh, we'll catch up with you guys in January. So very excited. Uh, and ha- Happy New Year. Happy, and happy, happy, happy holidays. holidays. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you in, oh, my God, 2020. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be our kinkiest year yet. Yeah. <laughs> may the kink be with you. Yeah, may the kink be with you. Thank you all for uh, spending your time with us. Thanks to our technical producer, Chris Aiken, as well. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Don't forget, on the website, you can also have access to all my podcasts, meaning all the past shows, all the past passion shows, which are also available at iHeartRadio and SoundCloud. Uh, coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.